Can we all just shut up a second? Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. And, you know, we're doing our favourite topic, working. Always, always working. Get into work. I just remember that we're on camera and I'm fiddling with the drawstrings of my shorts <laughs> under the table. Oh, so. happy with that, are you? I'm a fiddler. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark, disabled world. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. Coming from Selena's location and the hot box, where fiddling is at the minimal at the moment. So we are back once again with an episode it seems like we don't do this as much as we used to we're back every week with an episode like somehow and yet i feel like we only record every month now i know (laughs) (laughs) how have we got how are we we doing this it just shows that hard work can really pay off and when we do that maybe we'll see more dividends oh t shall we do some admin how how are you i'm all right actually Today, I had an offer accepted on a house. <gasps> wow! You saved that for my actual proper reaction and didn't tell me this pre-recording. <laughs> congratulations from me, even though I already gave you one. But here's an official one on air. Yeah, tell count. us more. Where can the listeners find you? Watch house number, road. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my wife have had an offer accepted. Now we have to do the difficult part of actually sorting everything out. There is actually a lot to do. There's not a lot to do. You just have to scan a load of documents. Yeah, but... That's it. Yeah, I don't have a scanner. Yes, you do. I don't. I bet bet you've got one log... I bet somewhere in this house, you've got a fucking scanner. In fact, you're laughing now. (laughs) I know 100% you've got one. He's he's got a fucking scanner somewhere in this house. (laughs) It'll be be lobbed in the walls that he's had for years and years and years, never gotten rid of. Now's the time to dig that shit out. Oh, yeah. Because I have to start putting this in boxes. <laughs> so that, that's really positive news. As far as recording goes forwards, I think me and Cleese will still try and record in person where we possibly can. Well, I'm not going all the way over to Clifton. Fuck that. I'll come over here sometime. You're moving to Clifton? That has to be cut. <laughs> People know where I'm going to live. People know I live in Nottingham. Yeah, but Clifton's in Nottingham. Right. You know how big Clifton is? It's literally the biggest council estate in England. Right. And that's a fact. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. Oh, my God. Bilton will be back. Yes. Bilton. You'll get Bilton on the... Bilton. Oh, my God. I heard his name was Steve. His name isn't Steve. I'm it's pretty Bilton. sure it's Steve. Steve Bilton. Anyway. Been hey, what was that reaction, Selena? <laughs> yeah. How do you know all about this? Not even living in Nottingham. Everyone knows Clifton. Like, well, I've got friends that went to uni in Nottingham and, well, yeah. You just know Clifton. Put the windows up, lock the doors in the car, and you'll be okay. Well, I lived in Clifton for 18 months prior to moving to Seashore Towers. Such wood, never any issues. And if you would like to see my house, I would not be putting the listing in the show notes. So, fuck off. <laughs> Check my Facebook. Please, will put the right music. <laughs> Yeah, I got you guys. <laughs> you absolutely will not. <laughs> Selena, what's going on in your world today? I can't beat big house news. Mine's just 
normal boring life been enjoying the sunshine but by the time this comes out it's going to be back to normal weather of britain rubbish most likely gray and overcast that is my ideal mm. weather for my eyesight and cleaves finish us off i got some sexy new doors and windows in my house they are pretty sexy to be fair thank so. you it's doors and windows it's adult in stuff in it yeah mm. but you get excited i do and that part makes me sad that I got excited about it. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. So before we jump into topic of the week, uh, we are all in the Midlands. Um, myself and Cleves in Nottingham. Selena in Leicester. I'm going to dox you as well. Leicestershire, mate. Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Clifton, not Clifton. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the tragic events that have happened in Nottingham recently. Three individuals sadly have been killed. This is still being investigated. We're not going into details on it, but our thoughts are with the family and those affected by this horrific act. Um, Nottingham has always had a reputation for being Shottingham back in the day, and I don't, don't, we don't need to go into that. Jesus. No, but this has shaken. <laughs> all I'm alluding to is this has shaken Nottingham because. Regardless of its past, Nottingham is a beautiful city of culture, diversity, and something like this has really rocked the city and all its people. So we Our have thoughts to are with the people and yes. the loved ones and the friends and the family of those affected. Yes. Right. Let's get on with this. So, Classic Fat Doves episode. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. So, this topic of the week comes from old Arnib themselves. That's the R-N-I-B for people who don't know. Do you think they're getting better? No. Okay, fine. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> we could have made an episode out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's one in itself. Let's that's, that's, that's just keep going. So, I am not on the R-N-I-B uh, newsletter mailing list. Blacklisted. Selena is, but didn't actually get this. But this was sent to you, Cleves, and you popped it into the Seesaw chat. And I'm all about that R-Nib life now. And this is all about a favourite topic of ours, access to work. So to kick us off in two sentences, what is access to work, Selena? <laughs> What's for Selena? Beep, beep. <laughs> work is a scheme that's run by the government which is supposed in inverted commas to help people with a disability well access work that's what it says on the tip it's getting the right adaptations whether that's equipment or human support or help with travel to work to help them go to work and stay in work so in this email it was a traditional R&IB affair. Cleves, do you want to go over like the format of how this was presented? Some guy, don't know his name. I'm going to say Ross. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? Not from Friends. I'm sure it was Ross. You told me you didn't get Anyway. <laughs> Fine. You forwarded the email. Oh, thank God. I didn't think I did it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ross. Although that might be a bot name, let's be honest. I feel like RNIB's probably got a fucking hold on ChatGPT at this point. Has basically come up with a something. I'm not saying come up with. Has had a bad experience with access to work, like many disabled people. 
And the RNIB have emailed this around and said, fill in this contact form effectively, answer a few questions and say why it is you've had a bad experience with access to work and it'll be sent off to your local MP and all those will be sort of collated and we'll we'll, we'll try and amend the way that access to work is functioning. Makes sense. Yeah. I think that, you, I, I don't know, I haven't filled out the form, but by the sounds of it, you get to make an official complaint to Access to Work as well as contact your MP about the issue. So obviously there's problems with the way they're presented. This. Firstly, the testimonial is a bit sob story. I hear say. from a friend of mine that that's how Arnib raise all of their letters. You don't have any friends. Slash email communications. Well, I like to think they're a friend, but... Um, but Selena said that that was the case. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, very, very much a a negative portrayal, um, and especially with the actual form itself. Firstly, it's not asking for neutrality or constructive. Like, it's not constructive at all. It basically a lot of the form is, you know, fill in your details and then tell me about how you've had a terrible experience with access to work. How was that helpful? How about putting some actual guidance to how you would make things better yeah it Plus, feeds this whole negative bubble that you find online all the time that really fucks me off so yeah. and, and plus by getting people's positive uh, experiences you can highlight the areas which are working effectively so that you can maintain and improve those god why, forbid why neutral i mean i'm not saying there's many but <laughs> that's why neutrality is important so you can benchmark the positives and negatives so the other thing that's notable from this is this is the RNIB, as far as I'm aware, doing this, and I'm not sure there are other charities involved. No, I did try and look this up actually to see because sometimes they often work in partnership with other charities on campaigns, and I didn't see anything. This is a this is a solo project by RNIB. Hashtag fix access to work. That already has an issue with it because vision impaired people have a very specific experience to this system which applies to all disabled people so the experiences that they'll be presenting are only reflective of one type of disability and there might be instances of of multiple disabilities in there but surely this should have been a widespread campaign you'd think every like charity would want to jump on this right because this can't be isolated to people with visual impairments Everyone with disabilities across the board surely must have had the same issues in a lot of cases with access to work. Mm. This is a dog shit system. Well, shall we get on to the issues then? All right, hit me up with the first. We put a few things down here on our main gripes with it. From our experiences, there will be more. The first major issue is there's no online way of doing things. This is changing. And there are some implementations. But historically, it has not changed with the times. Yeah, so you apply for it online. But then as soon as the system comes into place, it becomes a very paper-based system. Not economical at all. No. And not accessible. No. <laughs> you, you use and this, is, this has changed from what I understand now. But, for example, if you want to claim back expenses for travel and things like that, you just have to print out the forms, you just have to fill them in. Uh, sign them off and send them back. And you can't even send them back by courier because apparently they don't accept shit by courier. They only accept it by Royal Mail. Apart from the time when I emailed them back during COVID and specifically stressed a bunch of times, why the fuck would I go to a mailbox? And then they did accept it. So I know you can do it. Fuck me. (laughs) 
So, Selena, have you had issues with this sort of like historical no online? Yeah. So, in my first job, I used to get taxis to work and collect my taxi receipts and send them all off and wait 10 years to get my money back. Um, Because that's the other issue. A lot of taxi firms will not take access to work on as a client because they take so long to pay the money. So, often the person using the taxi has to fork out the money themselves, which leaves you in a lot of debt. Even though you're mm. working, you're just spending all your wages on taxis. Well, we'll, we'll jump to that that point. That's one of the later points, but we'll jump to that next. And uh, before we do, just a bit of a highlighting on this online system. Historically, governments, not just in the UK, but elsewhere, have terrible online infrastructures. They usually get in bed with a company who is very overpriced, offering very minimal features and functionality. Usually these companies are, there's some politician stakeholdership of them, much with many things that happens. We saw in coronavirus from medical companies. So I would question the online integration being accessible or good for this as well. No, apparently you can I don't know. claim your expenses back online now. Yeah. That's what I've heard for access to But work. I have heard the system has been down at times as well. But generally, like, government websites, I don't know, like, government gateway where you can check your tax code and stuff. But I find it quite accessible as a screen reader user. I- I'm saying it, putting it out there. I don't yeah, think yeah. Okay. so atrocious. That's, that's but... fair. Um, I would say functionality is very limited on, on what I've used in the past where it was very difficult to get certain information I would want easily. And it would usually resolve, be resolved by being on hold for 45 minutes to talk to someone. because the Yeah, but you know what you have to do, right? Like, if you ever ring, like, PIP claim or something, you've got to get on the phone at, like, 8 a.m. sharp when they open. And you get through straight away. People make the mistake of calling too late. Tip there for you. Selena's tips. Okay. Let's jump to the cost out of pocket. And since you've already outlined this, um, how it, it works, and please, this hit you quite hard when you were doing this as well. Oh, bag of bullshit. So what happened was I had to pay for cabs to get to work. I'm in London. For our London listeners. <laughs> a cab is a taxi. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I had to pay for taxis. To get from my house to work during the winter months, I figured it would be an easy job. And the problem's twofold. One, with cabs, sorry, taxes, you have to submit three claims to access to work. They'll pick the cheapest one. Now, the problem Mm -hmm. with that is cabs often, taxis often run, fuck me, it's killing me. Taxis often run on the meter. (laughs) So your cheapest quote Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. People often not quite cover what access to work is paying you. And you might think, in, in a way, that's sort of fine 
because everyone has to pay to get to work, right? Why should why should we not have to pay to work? But if the scheme's there, you'd like to think it would cover the actual cost. Now, if you run on a meter, sometimes it won't because it'll only pay what it is the cheapest quote was that you've given them. First day, mine didn't cover that. So I still had to pay some towards it. And secondly, I submitted the claim and it must have been between three and four months before I got my original money back. Can you imagine having to pay three to four months worth out of cab journey? Mm-hmm. I, I was clocked up nearly 600 quid yeah. before I even got my first uh, money back, which is insane. Yeah, it is. It was a similar situation when I used to get taxis to work. They were about £22 each way per day, five days a week at the time. It's expensive. It's it's not acceptable. What should what should happen? And I guess we didn't really focus this on the first part is firstly, make your online forms more accessible for the first part. But secondly, the contract shouldn't be with the person that is making the journey. The contract should be with access to work and access to work should be at the point where that shit's being paid out almost instantaneously so that yeah. companies actually want to work with access to work. Yeah, they will. Um, they should like want to win those contracts to work with access to work. I mean, it's essentially what's, what we have here is after that quote, there should be an agreement between the firm and access to work. And then for a set period, a hot, like, money should be earmarked. And and no point as a disabled person should you ever have to worry about transfer of funds, getting receipts. It should be in an account which is earmarked for you to use for that purpose. Mm. And another issue, sorry, just to jump in here, my latest access to work claim, so my current job, I'm kind of being encouraged to go back face-to-face rather than work from home. But I work at lots of different locations. There's not one set location, basically. But Access to Work said they couldn't support, because I work in more than one location, they could only support with one location. So you can't have a job where you travel to different places. That's absolutely horseshit. That makes no difference at all where you're working. Well, because it's different amounts, and obviously they just want a set amount, don't they? That's been agreed. This one journey, not they don't. Yeah. Want... In the UK, access to work for a visually impaired person, severely sight impaired person, will pay the salary of a full time assistant, a PA, if you will, which can be anything between twenty and twenty five thousand pounds. If you do not have that, that money, as far as I'm concerned, if you're not asking for that, that should just be like your travel budget. So maybe that's what you should do, Selena. Get a PA who can drive and just have them take you. Can you imagine them signing off on that? They the, would. The hoops you would have to... Oh, fuck, I, the hoops you would have to actually jump through. I can imagine mm. it would be insane. Well, well, we'll move on from this. And yeah, How would you fix it, though? Let's do the how you fix it. Earmark the budget. Pay cab rates. Variable. Up to a certain amount, maybe. Yeah. Maybe just say you pick, pick the, the furthest journey... And they will they will pay up to that amount. Do you yep. think that's fair? Yeah, yeah. They're not losing the money at the end of the day if you don't use it. You know, you just have a cap on the higher end of the pay. So the next thing is it takes too long. Everything takes too long. Access to work. I still haven't got some of the stuff that I applied for in two thousand and twenty-one. Really? Like what? I actually put in for travel. And during the winter months for taxi fare, and they are still consulting on it and have not gotten back to me. 
Yeah, I feel like they could sort it on that in 2021 and you've not followed that up. Mm, well, I think the case must be closed. Yeah, surely, yeah. by this point. But it would have been nice to be told that. I think the current waiting time for a new access to work application is around 20 weeks for first contact from them. 20 weeks? Nearly half mm-hmm. a year. So, Rory, just so just to be clear, let's say you've got a job, well done, and then you've got 20 weeks, which is... Five months. Five, thank you. Five five months. You you, you probably pass... Well, a lot of places probation will give you a three-month three probation. So they would probably fuck you at this point if you if you can't get the actual access requirements you need to be able to do the job up to spec. It's not good, and that comes with paying you back the money as well, like we mentioned, getting a first call back, and then they go to independent assessors. That takes time. We have to go over everything. It just takes a long long time to the point where i needed a new screen for work we went through access to work it was taking so long that they just my place just paid out of the it budget because they had a, a surplus at the end of the year and they just bought it and said no screw like, we're not doing this like here it is because it was just taking so long to do you know a lot of companies haven't got that no that's true and that's where it it, it falls apart i was lucky but a lot of people won't be that lucky. The length of time is terrible anyway, because if you've got a new job, you instantly want to get into it. Now, if you haven't got your access requirements fulfilled within three months, within the probation time, really you want to turn around at least two weeks, saying Whether that's doable or not with the current government system, I mean, obviously it's not, but how are you expected to do your job to the level of someone non-disabled if you don't have those access requirements in place. And a lot of times the company won't shell out for it. Your your company's all right because, you know, they're quite up on disability and that sort of thing. Yeah. But many companies, especially independent companies, aren't. If they're taking a chance on a person that's disabled, and for some companies, not being funny, it's a bit of a chance. If they, if they can't do the job as well as a person that's fully abled, what's the incentive for a company to even do that? It's no wonder people can't or are struggling to find jobs. When it's shit like this yeah. that's happening. But how do we fix it? Speed up the process. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would speed up the process. Well, well I think maybe put the implementation in implementations in place and then maybe assess it. Or or if you're applying for jobs, I mean let's be fair, if you're applying for jobs as a disabled person. Yeah, it needs to or, stop before. Yeah. It needs yeah. to just start when you're applying for the job you have the assessment what would you need for when you do have a job yeah it can't be perfect but as an idea as a visually impaired person you know you might need a screen reader or magnification you might need some travel you might need you know those basics get that ready to go for when you've got your job offer they know what you need and want and it can just be ordered exactly and let's be fair if you order that shit from amazon it'll be there next day it's not like it's hard to get hold of even even specialist equipment, you're looking what tops two weeks. Yeah, mm. no, you're absolutely right. I mean, staff resource can help get more claims through quicker. It sounds like they're very guilty of having very shit processes and have very like loads of hoops to jump through. It sounds really outdated as well. Yeah, so update your your processes, get more staff. That will make an improvement. It's hard enough for disabled people to get a job as it is, but when access to work are like. They're offering the service and acting like it's this fucking miracle cure. They, they want to be able to say they're doing something but not actually deliver on it. Yeah, 100%. That, that's what it appears. 
All right. What you got next? So we already touched on it, but interview limitations. So access to work actually don't give you anything for interviews. The hardest part is obviously getting a job. I say it's the hardest part. You've obviously got challenges when you're in a job as a disabled person. But getting a job in the first place, massive challenge. Whereas access to work only helps you once you've got it. There's no interview help. No, you're right. And especially now, because I, I do a fair amount of recruitment from my role, it's not like the old days necessarily where you would show up in, in your fancy togs and you'd chat to the manager and then they'd let you know. They'd ask you some questions and you walk away. Now it's activities, mm. group activities, presentations. Companies are not doing – it's very rare to just have a standard one-to-one interview like it used to be. And a lot of these times they're not accessible. At all, even the ones in my organization, they'll give you a laptop to be able to use, but it doesn't have screen readers on it. It it doesn't have anything on it that would help you do so. To the point that I've gone for internal opportunities and I have used my own laptop to do it that I'm not supposed to use, but I have to say that I have to use my work laptop with all of the stuff, like all the cheat sheets I could access because I can't use the one that you're offering. And that's a huge barrier for people. Like you should be able to go into it and focus entirely on the interview, selling yourself. Everything else should be already covered, not thinking, oh, am I going to be able to read this? If they give me an English and maps benchmarking test, if they give it in font 12, I'm not going to be able to do it. And then already I'm written off because I have to say, I can't read this. And they're like, oh, problems already. And I also think so, well, like generally you need extra time probably you know at school we had extra time for exams you kind of need extra time for these tests as well but then how do you say that without looking bad that oh things take me longer it's not really a selling point is it <laughs> no when you're trying to get a job <laughs> yeah that's it. And with me things do take me longer to begin with but i've been doing my job for four years now and i can get things done so much quicker than anyone else because I know what I'm doing. I'm not so reliant on reading and, and site-related things. My special awareness when it comes to our programs and infrastructure are so good. I've fastened all of them. But you're right, in the beginning, I would need extra time because I don't know your platform. I, I don't know this this scenario, this this environment. It's, it's not the thing I'm used to. So it is going to take me longer to begin with. I don't know how we would fix that in terms of letting the employer know, I guess. If you're, like, you know, at the job. Well, there. Yeah, you so. should just get a grant. Like we've said, like, you should be able to get your equipment in advance. If you're actively looking for work and you're on, like, an employment-based benefit and you're working on one of those schemes, either the job centre or another group, I think under that you should get the bursary to get the equipment you'd need for the jobs you're looking for. So you can go into it and say, I've got this. I mean, yes, you'll have to let them know in advance. Like if they say oh, we're going to be presenting, but you can do that with an email and say, um, I'd be more comfortable presenting on my own equipment. Is that uh, is that fine with you? And a lot of the time they will say yes. So yeah. maybe that's a solution. It, yeah, I kind of agree with that, yeah. One final point. Access to work, because it's so shit, actively <laughs> holds people back from going to uh, getting into work. With all the barriers we've pointed out, this could be a huge deterrent for disabled people to even start to look at work. You could be out of pocket. You might not have a spot in your interview. 
It might take forever to get the stuff you need. It can be a real deterrent to even start that process. Oh, I, I 100% agree on that. And then that's, that's what breeds this, I can't work because I'm disabled attitude. I think myself, because the odds are so stacked against you, it is not the case. You just need to keep cracking on at it. The help is out there and you will get it eventually. Just don't lose faith in it. Okay, Selena, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I completely agree with everything. Cleve's just summarised it and articulated it better than I could. So if there's one thing that we could do to fix access to work, what would it be? I think applying for your equipment and needs and having the assessment before you've got a job so it's ready to go. That's the assessment period. It needs to be before the job, not once you've got the job. For me, turnaround of uh, expenses within a seven-day period after you've submitted the expenses. See? Uh, give it a Barbara. She's a train on the team and doesn't get her job done quick enough. Sorry, if there's someone actually called Barbara there. I assume it's no nothing but a team of Barbaras. You all know the kind. But what <laughs> are your thoughts? I will put the link in the show notes if you want to actively complain about your experience. But, of course, we're here all about positivity as well. We want to balance things on the seesaw. So get in touch with the links coming up at the end. We want to hear your thoughts, how you think it could be improved. And only by getting the good things will they know what direction to go in. So before we cap off, Disability Expo, 6th and 7th of July, Excel Centre, London. Come and meet me and Selena. We will also have a live podcast going on, as well as we are talking in some panels. There's a lot of things. The guide looks going to be there. Um, if you're a fan of Chad Michael Bolton, you will be able to find him at Expo. He is coming over from Florida to do a panel himself. So until next week, keep it balanced. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review, and share with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. You got a sweaty head again, then. I'm not wearing. <laughs> I'm not wearing a hat. It's just really warm in this room. <laughs> <laughs>